0: On today's episode of the Sports Mules, have you ever played baseball in a toilet paper uniform? Major League Baseball wants you to. NASCAR has a racing problem. The NBA All-Star Game sucks. And I genuinely question, how does somebody without a chin put a pillowcase on? Like, I just, I don't, I don't know how it works. Wake up, Mules Nation. Time to dig in. Welcome to a very special birthday week episode of the Sports Mules. I am, as always, your one-year-older bedsheet folder promises upholder host, Eric Heiner. Welcome to the program. However you're listening, whenever you're listening, thank you for making this show a part of your day. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, Salem next to me, who is uh, apparently wadding up his blanket to do inappropriate things to it. Uh, also appreciates it. Uh, I'm going to uh, turn away from him and give him some uh, privacy to do what he has to do. Uh, no judgments, right? It's a ju- this it's a safe space. It's a judgment-free zone. Um, mazel tov to him. So, uh, but yes, I hope you guys are having a, a good week. I'm obviously having a great week. It's birthday week, right? Turned 48 on Tuesday. Did I turn 48? How old am I? I think I'm 48. I had a birthday on Tuesday. The year... And my age is uh, still up for debate, but uh, I did have a birthday on Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, a birthday. I mean, what what can be better than that? Off this week as well? I mean, phew, this guy's, I'm winning this week. I'm winning the week. Uh, and I hope you guys are as well, right? I hope you're having a good week. You know, the weather's turned. It's It's been nicer out. The sun's out, shining. You know, it's been warmer. It hasn't been sub-zero. It's just been a much better time, right? So we're not all on the, on the struggle bus here. Uh, like we have with you know that usually happens in the dead of winter here and uh you know we're we're we all have moments of struggle bus right we all have times but you know fall down 100 times get up 101 that's what matters and uh you know as long as we don't have struggles like people trying to put on uh pillowcases without a chin uh, which was which was something that was brought to my attention uh yesterday um it, it is it is a conundrum how does that work like what are the logistics like do you have to like purposely try to gain weight or at least you know get fat in the face so maybe you get an extra chin well i guess it wouldn't be an extra chin that would just be a chin if you had no chin and then you got fat in the face you wouldn't have a double chin because it would be your first chin do you have to fat chin it how does it work that would be a great invention there should be an invention for that. I know you could put it on with you know, get your hands in there and just, you know, start shake it around, uh, you know, like you're the world's worst uh babysitter. Just shake it. Shake it till you put it on the bed. Uh, I'm sure somebody'll get offended by that. But I don't care because it's my show. So um but yeah, I just wonder how that works. How do you get that on? What other problems do you have? Like I don't you know, somebody, you know, you know you know, if you're having a a tough time and somebody's like, well sometimes you just have to take it on a chance. Do they take offense by that? They're like, Who, who, who the hell do you think you're talking to? I guess that would you have to say that to somebody who's uh, you know deaf. Who are you talking to? Me? What? Um anyway, I'm uh I'm on a r I'm on a tangent here. The coffee has not yet kicked in. But yeah, I hope you're having a great week. And uh I hope you have some good plans for the weekend. But uh yeah, today's show, um, there's a few different things I want to try, and we'll get into here. Uh, and if the people, you know, all four listeners don't like it, well, that's that's just too bad then. I don't really care. I'm joking. I love you all. So, uh, yeah, here's my horn. Womp womp, 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 Sports are next. Get ready. So, we kind of... Discussed it a little bit last week in the, uh, you know, the things to watch for the new baseball season. Uh, But in the last few days, it it seems to have, you know, really ramped up. As more MLB players have um, arrived at spring training and, uh, you know, more and more merchandise has been available and people to buy it. the quality of the uniforms this year is not just somewhat gone down or the players aren't happy with it. Like It is visibly noticeable how cheap-looking and cheap material uh, that these new uniforms are. And now we're not just talking about the jersey tops in general, right? There are some pictures online now because we've gotten to the point in the season where you know, the teams and uh, and baseball card manufacturers are taking their pictures for the season, right? For promotional stuff, for the baseball cards, for advertising, for whatever. And uh, there's one, there's two that are super noticeable. There was one of a, uh, and I I can't place him at the moment, I apologize, of a Seattle Mariners player um, kind of doing one of those in-locker-room conversations about, you know, whatever so they can use it for promo stuff and he is in full uniform home white uniforms which uh side note are not really white anymore they're a little off-white um but he's in full home uniform and you can clearly see uh his top jersey in his pants Like, you can just see it visibly, clear as day. You don't have to look hard. It's right there. Uh, Like he's wearing saran wrap for pants. Uh, If he had a quarter in his pocket, you'd be able to tell what year it was. Like, these uniforms are terrible. And the people, you know, players keep complaining about them. People have gotten their hands on them, uh, are not fans of them at all. And there's a few things. So, uh, in 2020... Nike entered into a contract with MLB. Uh the old manufacturer was actually bought by Fanatics and we'll get to uh these POSs in a second, but they they bought Majestic out, which used to be the old uniform manufacturers who, you know, would have their logo on the one left sleeve. It was very tiny, but you know, it was there, but they wanted to, you know, hey, we make them, but this is Major League Baseball. There's a history here. And in baseball, history counts, right? But they got bought out by Fanatics. And in 2010 or 2020, MLB was going to originally go to Under Armour for a 10-year deal. And then something happened at the end. And then all of a sudden, Nike jumps in there. And now Nike gets the 10-year contract. And the last three seasons, 2020 to 2023, three or four seasons, uh, you know, is when you started to see the Nike swoosh is on the front of the uniforms, the jerseys. Um, you see that. And then they also said, Hey, we can put some uh, shoulder advertising on here. So uh, 2022 and then, and then more teams last year, um, you know, even our uh, beloved Yankees who, you know, you're not allowed to have sideburns or facial hair uh, said, well, you know, it's okay. We'll have the swoosh on it. And then we'll get a shoulder sleeve uh, uh, sponsor as well. So, you know, when they talk about history, sometimes you go, "Well, you, you care about your history and rules until there's a dollar sign involved." But the uniforms and the material were still were still basically what they always were, right? Uh, but this year, uh, Nike has started to, and they've done this in the past, but this year uh, they really went all in uh, and basically outsourced their work. Nike has to fanatics to make these uniforms for the players, make these uniforms for sale. uh, And then the other merchandise they have, you know, your T-shirts and your hoodies and your blah, 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 blah. Uh, New Era, which we'll talk about them a little bit later as well. New Era still makes all the hats for Major League Baseball. Now, Fanatics has their own hats as well, but the the majority of the authentic, real hats are made by New Era. But everything else is essentially, you know, even even if you buy it from Fanatics... Uh, and has a Nike swoosh on it, it is basically, you know, Fanatics made it. it. Just Nike said, yeah, that's cool. Put a swoosh on it. But the um Fanatics has a bad history. Uh and a well known history from people, you know, consumers who have said this stuff isn't they're good. The stuff they make is not good. It's not quality stuff. Um the old uniforms If you got there, so there's three tiers. There's kind of always been three tiers. But the top tier is basically like, hey, this is the authentic one. This is like what the players wear. You got, you know, if you wanted to, you get a name. It's sewn on the back. Numbers are sewn on it. Uh, You know, the chess pieces up front. Everything is sewn on, patches, whatever. Everything is sewn on. And then, obviously, quality goes down the lower you get. And the cheapest ones were basically, you know, they were jerseys, but they're kind of more like T-shirts more than anything. And Nike has said for this year, hey, we have these new, you know, we're using new technology, new dry fit, and, it, you know, it's lighter, and it's more breathable, and you don't sweat as much, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but the material looks like, you know, tissue paper, and it, you know, it looks, and I've, I've felt one, and it, it feels cheap. The material feels cheap. The material feels like the first time you slide in the second base, your T-shirt is still going to be, you know, halfway at first. It, you know, it's... It's just not good. And again, Fanatics has a history of doing this stuff. And the new jerseys, even the top tier, uh, you know, $200 plus, right? These are not cheap things. The $200 plus authentic game jerseys, a lot of the stuff is not sewn on anymore. It is heat pressed on, right? So basically you get, you know, a, you know, a patch, whatever it is, numbers, names. You put it on there. They put the heat press on that. You know, I'm sure you've seen it before when you go to the state fair or whatever and somebody's Making your, you know, Alice and Chains or Motley Crue T-shirt, right? Heat press it on there, and this is what they're doing for your authentic two hundred and thirty-five dollar jersey. It's all heat press, and even like, and it's the same thing the ones the players are wearing, um, because they try to cut a corner and they try to cut costs. And again, Fanax has a terrible history of of just making cheap shit, uh, and now we have. Uniforms that look like garbage. We have players that are complaining about them because uh, of various reasons, and the pants included, which are apparently now see-through, so sheer, so you know we'll be able to see who's circumcised and not in Major League Baseball shortly. But used to be able to customize your pants as well. You can't customize your pants anymore. Um, So players are are upset about it. And for me, there's two issues here, right? So one, you have Nike that MLB entered with Nike because of who Nike is. And then Nike said, hey, thanks for the money, and then outsourced it to Fanatics, who will do anything to save a dollar. Um, And Fanatics, by the way, who has a monopoly in a lot of these things, right? So Monopoly, or for Fanatics, they make stuff for NASCAR, uh, Formula One, Major League Baseball, NFL, you know, a lot of their apparel. Again, even if it says Nike, a lot of it is being made by Fanatics, and they make NHL stuff as well, and next year they are going to be taking over for Adidas, who currently makes the uniform or the, or the, you know, the sweaters, whatever you want to call them, for, uh, for the NHL. Next year, Fanatics is going to be making them. So get ready, NHL and NHL fans. You're about to run into this problem next year. Uh, if you can hear drilling, I apologize. Uh, Again, the fucking noodle place that's been opening soon since February 2021 is finally over next door. I don't like I got a car shop next door. Anywho, um, so they are going to be making NHL jerseys next year. So get ready for that. And the owner of Fanatics has bought the old Adidas factory that was in uh, Canada, where, where they'll be essentially taking it over there and producing them. Uh, but the owner of Fanatics is good friends with a lot of these uh, league commissioners and a lot of the owners, so he's kind of weaseled his way in there to get the rights to produce the majority of this stuff, right? Regardless if it has another name on it, Fanatics is m- making it. And I've bought a couple T-shirts, even if you go to Lids, right? Lids used to be all those stores. You can go buy hats in there and some other apparel. If you go to Lids, it says, you know, it is a Fanatics experience and a lot of these other places if you go to mlb if you go to an mlb shop if you go to the yankee shop if you go to the red sox shop you go to the dodgers shop the team store specific one it'll say hey this is a fanatics experience so it is still fanatic stuff even if you're buying from the yankees or dodgers team store it is still fanatic stuff and they've built this monopoly and um yeah people are just it, it, the quality looks terrible. I, like I said, I would say before, I've bought some T-shirts before uh, off of Fanatics for, for some teams that, you know, say Nike, and the fit is weird. Uh, a few washes in, uh, things start to come off. It Like, it just doesn't last long. I've had other T-shirts I've had in there because, again, I'm an old man, so you keep shirts until they literally disintegrate. I have other shirts I've had for 20 years been washed a million times still completely fine Uh, you know you know faded a little bit as time will do and then i've had fanatic shirts that i've had for seven months and you know they're two washes away from being you know uh, in the trash so and the commissioner of baseball was up uh you know giving his you know spring training uh speech the other day and somebody because he's gotten a lot of questions about it and somebody asked him about the uniforms and he got into it where, you know, everybody, you know, it's baseball and everybody hates change in baseball, which is very true. And, you know, you just have to wait some things out. Yes, you do. Um, but he, you know, he went in and said, hey, we, did, we went in a partnership with Nike because we know what Nike is. We know what they stand for and we know what they produce. And that's why we got with them. And, you know, it's just how it is. Uh, basically, if you don't like it, fuck you. Except Nike isn't making these. The swoosh is on there. And, you know, there's a name tag and everything else that says Nike, but Nike is not making it. Nike has outsourced this out to a third company, Fanatics, and said, hey, it's okay. Put our stuff on there and we're good to go. So there's just a lot of level, right? So for MLB, it's a bad look to have this for your product, to have this on your players, you know, the, you know, you're basically your employees, if you're MLB, who are come out and saying this, this is terrible. I, you know, I can't play in this. I can't do stuff in this. It's not good. It's not a good look for the fans who are still paying, if not the same, if not slightly more for, you know, your merchandise, which is even less quality than it was. Like at this point where you're probably better off getting something from a guy in the parking lot, selling stuff illegally that's probably better made than what you're getting inside the stadiums at the team store from fanatics um, and Nike again, right? You've, you've, this is your name out there on these inferior products that you seem to be okay with at this point. I'm sure the, a couple of weeks later, and I'm hoping after they see these pants debacle, go, if you haven't seen it, go online, Google it and look at this, these uniforms with these pants, show out there, first Dodger uniform, uh, the way that they, that's another one too. the cut on the front. It's like instead of the cut used to be for the Dodgers, for example, right? It used to be you'd have DO and then the line going over to the the other D in Dodgers is where they had the jersey cut, right? Where it buttons up. And then you'd have the rest of it. And it was kind of seamless, right? Now they've decided to somewhat move it over, and the half part of the D, the front part of the second D is at the cut line. And it like that looks terrible. The numbers, the names on the back are are smaller and arced more. They've moved the MLB logo that was at the top of the jerseys down the neck. Like, it just, I I just don't understand. Again, these are Nike decisions that made that, right? Fanatics doesn't make that part of the decision. Nike decided to do that. But, you know, you, you take a shitty change design from Nike, and then you add it to crap material from a crap company, Uh, It just makes it 10 times worse. So, and then Fanatics, again, again, who apparently doesn't care, who just comes out in all of these leagues and half of their stuff is just inferior products, but they just keep dumping it out. They're making money. They don't care. Um, But we'll, we'll see here how this goes as the season continues here. Uh, You know, at some point, Major League Baseball players are going to have enough because they're, you know, historically the most finicky of everybody. Um, But this one I do hope gets changed because it, it is a, it's a shame for these MLB players who finally get to the big leagues and have to play in stuff that you didn't get at T-Ball uh, for fans to buy inferior products. I and mean, they're already spending enough money that they probably don't have to go to these games and buy this, you know, buy this merch and these jerseys. Uh, to get shammed by that. And for MLB and Nike and and fanatics to just be okay with how things are. um, It's just not a good look for them. And quite frankly, it's disrespectful to everybody else. So before we get into this new segment, I would just like to say, I think these guys are listening to me next door. Because every time I stop recording, or stop talking, they stop uh, you know, they're sandblasting or whatever the hell they're doing. I walk by there every day. The, the place is 98% finished. I don't know what they're doing over there. I'm never eating there, by the way. I don't care. They could they could be giving out uh, Handy J's, uh and free food. I'm not going over there. Maybe Handy jays, But I'm not eating over there. These Idiots. Ruin everything. God damn them. God damn so uh, well, I mentioned it earlier, and I, I wanted to get into this as well, right? So we're talking about fanatics and their quality assurance problems, we'll say. Um, and then you have, you know, like I said, they make everything, right? They're making jerseys. They got T-shirts. They got, you know, they have their own hats that they make. And, and you know, they're, you know, trying to trying to become their own brand next year. They're... Like I said, making uniforms for the NHL, which will have a Fanatics logo on it, right? At this point, it is not them, uh, you know, being a third-party vendor. They are going to be producing them themselves. And just not good. Uh, Quality isn't good. They have a history of quality not being good. And then you have, like I stated earlier, for New Era, right? New Era makes baseball caps. And they have almost forever. And a couple of years ago, New Era partnered up with uh, NFL, and that's why the majority of NFL-licensed hats are New Era hats. And New Era, uh, I am, uh, I'm a sneaker guy, but I'm also a hat guy. Uh, if you don't believe me, go ask my mom, who yells at me all the time still for all the hats I have. They do a phenomenal job, right? Their quality and design is on point. You know what you're getting. It's incredible quality. Um, They've obviously gone up through the years as everything else has. But you buy a new era hat, right? You buy an authentic Yankees game day hat. You know what you're getting. It is what the players get. It is top-notch quality. Uh, And all the other hats that they make as well, right? Top quality. I don't think I have ever in my years of getting a hat that was a new era hat that I was like, this hat is terrible. Now, sometimes the cuts are a little different. That happens for hats in your head. You get it on, you're like, I look like a total idiot in this. I mean, I am an idiot, but I don't need the hat to accentuate that. But for the most part, again, right, consistency, 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 great quality, you get what you pay for. In this life, that's a very rare thing to actually get what you pay for. But you pay for a new era hat, uh, you're getting new era quality, uh, Looks great, feels great, lasts forever. I still have hats from, you know, 40 years ago, right? They, incredible hats. And it is like, you have these two, you know, end of the spectrum, who, one, is the leader in its field, uh, because if you think of hats, what else do you think of? Other than, you know, Nike and Adidas and other, are making their own hats. That's just part of their apparel run. But, like, for this type of stuff, like, New Era is the gold standard for hats, right? That's the gold standard. And you have fanatics who just comes into this game uh, and just uses whatever they can get their hands on. That's what it feels like, like a Pac-Man party. It's just out there or Hunger, Hunger, Hippos, whatever they can grab. They're like, let's try to make something with this. But you have New Era, you know, who, who has worked to build this relationship with Major League Baseball who has gone out and expanded to get into the NFL now and everything they do is just professional, top level, top notch. Unlike me in about 10 seconds when I'm about to go next door and scream at these fucking idiots. Uh, unlike me fanatic or a uh, new era knows what they're doing uh, and does it well and properly. And fanatics is more like me just run and gun, shoot from the mouth uh, and doesn't really care what other people think of them. One is how we should all be. The other way is fanatics. So in a new uh, segment, I was smart enough. uh, I'm going to title this the paddock, right? If anybody listens to one of my last week's episodes, because there was two, you're welcome. Uh, The racing one, we were giving you a breakdown on F1, right? We talked about the paddock, right? The paddock is the space uh, behind the pit itself. It's where, you know, all the other shindigs are at. And uh, it's where the fun is. So, we're going to do that now for our, our little racing segment. I don't know if we'll do it every week, but whenever we do it, right, the paddock. So welcome. Um, and this past week was uh, – this past Sunday was the Daytona 500. Actually, this past Sunday wasn't the Daytona 500 because it rained all freaking weekend. So this Monday was actually the Daytona 500. Happy President's Day. Um, and uh, at the end of the race – uh william byron wins the race he uh drives 24 for hendrick and uh who gives a shit whatever this week's sponsor was it doesn't matter it'll change next week uh but he wins the daytona 500 which is a restrictor plate race and for those of you who don't know what a restrictor place is uh, plate is i'm going to give you uh you know 80 of all the uh mechanical knowledge i know which is a restrictor plate, it right it goes in the engine it restricts airflow uh, which restricts pl- power um, and that, you know, it kind of keeps these uh, cars under control because on super speedways, if they didn't have it, uh, these cars would be going uh, 265 miles an hour uh, and then crash into the wall and disintegrate. So they have restrictor plates to hold them back. Uh, the problem with restrictor plates at super speedways is that it keeps everybody in these massive, ridiculous packs, right? You're not racing anymore. There's all, You'll hear these other turns, bump drafting and, you know... You know, a train starts, not the train you're thinking of, clean up your mind, pervert. But, you know, there's just, you have these two lines of cars, you know, there's 43 cars that start to race, four cars suck uh, and bow out or, or a lap behind anyway. But everybody else is in these two massive trains uh, because nobody can pass anybody because they're all at max, you know, velocity of what these engines can do. And unless you just, you know, you get a pump or you get a push, or you got a better angle, whatever it is, you're not really going anywhere. Uh, and the massive the other massive part that is a problem with restrictor rate plate races, easy for you to say, um, is that they inevitably lead to the big one, right? Again, pervert, clear your mind. The big one is essentially when there is an accident and then all these cars get involved with it because they can't break away from each other and they're all together and the second somebody loses control all of a sudden, you know, 25 cars are gone, which is basically what happened in this race. For most of it pretty smooth, not a lot of nonsense going on. And then uh you know, you're in these the pack racing as usual. Uh William Byron is in the front or he's he's I think he was third, fourth depending on how things were going at the time. Anyways, in the top 5, uh one of his teammates Alex Bowman is right behind him, giving him his little, you know, bump draft, right, come up and give him a little, you know, nose in the booty. Again, clear your mind uh, to kind of push him forward because that's kind of how you can kind of get ahead a little bit. Uh, But when he does it, he he loses control, which causes uh, William Byron to lose control, which hits somebody else. They lose it. Um, And then the big one occurs. The problem is three of the top six cars Get out of it. You know, two of which are Alex Bowman, or or, or William William Bryan and Alex Bowman, who caused the fucking wreck, and everyone else, the other real legit contenders, are now taken out of it. So you go from a race where you had 43 cars to start it, 16 cars, you know, are kind of contenders, eight cars have a legit shot at winning it, Uh, And out of those legit chance of winning it, you have now taken out six of those. Uh, And then it is just a matter of survival for you to get to the end of the race uh, without getting in some other big scrap up, which happens 600 times. Again, I hate the end of how NASCAR does their stuff where, you know, you know, if you're on the last lap and there's a yellow before you get to a certain point. Then you got to start over, and they love throwing red flags so they can purposely stop the race, so make you start again, and do these overtime rules. It's a bunch of nonsense, right? It's the Daytona 500. It's not the Daytona 515. Um, but their rules suck. That's a whole other story. Uh, But at the end of the day, and even this has some controversy. You know, William Byron and Alex Bowman caused this massive fucking wreck. You can argue me about it all you want. They caused it. it. It's on tape. We watched it. They caused this massive wreck. Uh, you know, Hendricks just has more money than Jesus. So they get to stay up the front as usual in every race. They step the front. There's another caution at the very end. Did Alex Bowman win? Was he getting ahead? When did they throw it? We don't know. Because again, like I talked about last week, even though there's 50 million fucking cameras, apparently NASCAR can't figure out who was where when something happened. Um, William Byron wins the race. Uh, I didn't even watch it because it, once I it got towards the end, I just turned it off because I'm sick of Hendrick's cars. I'm sick of these degenerates uh, who just, uh, if, you know, I don't want to get in too much, but the, half these team members they hire are just POSs. Um, and they just have more money. But uh, yeah, so they, you know, he wins it. Alex Bowman comes in second, I guess. Maybe he'll it. Who the hell knows, but. Now William Bright, now congratulations to Hendrick Motorsports for taking out ninety uh, percent of your competition, uh, and then still screwing somehow one of your own team members uh, on a win. Uh, but yeah, uh, NASCAR needs to figure out what NASCAR is and who they're trying, whose audience they're trying to appeal to. Best cars, figure out something to do with these restrictor plates. Trust me, I know safety is the most. important important thing right it's paramount in all of this i understand that but this racing is terrible i'm not a fan of it and if you're only watching it to see mass the big one and all these other wrecks then you should probably go see a therapist uh because you have some sociopathic uh tendencies um you know i like to see the competitive part of it right who who just did it better and maybe we should get back to the old school where you know get rid of all these rules We got to make it even and fair no you don't it's racing racing's not fair my car is faster than your car because i know how to do things better or i have a better driver that's what racing is racing is not let's all get in a if that's the case then stop get rid of manufacturers get rid of all this other stuff make one car give it to everybody with the same specs and say go race because this isn't racing so uh yeah they need to figure out what they're doing figure out your rules uh figure out your playoff system i still hate this playoff playoffs trash again we'll get to that more in the season but uh yeah nascar just needs to figure out exactly what they're doing here because um you're you're putting yourself in danger they talk about safety but you're constantly putting it in where these cars are going 220 miles an hour in a massive pack I mean, how many times we see through the years? Where somebody's flipping through the infield because it gets caught on grass, which they still use instead of turf. Uh so you know, a lip of this car catches it and then it's off and running. Uh so yeah, you can preach uh, you know, driver safety all you want, and then do things that put them in harm's way. So stop being hypocrites, NASCAR. Figure it out. Uh so yeah, that's my go F yourself NASCAR rant for the week. Um and then um F1 testing started yesterday. Uh, three days, uh, all the teams go to Bahrain, which is where the first ra- uh, race of the season is at, and uh, you know they get to actually take their cars out and they put them on the track, right? Because for most of them, they they maybe have gone and done a couple promotional laps around a track or gotten out there, um, but this is the first time they get to take themselves to an actual F1 track and really put their cars uh, through it to see if all the testing they've done, all the simulation work they have done has paid off and, you know, the car is doing what they thought it was going to do responding, how it was, you know, how the drivers feel about it. They also get to go out, um, you know, which I love where they basically put these massive, uh, you know, spray paint certain parts of the car. So when the car goes out, they can see how airflow is going and again, if things are doing what they're supposed to do, uh, and then there's these massive, uh, you know, uh, metal nets they put on the front of the car and the back of the car to see, you know, air is flowing over. They got sensors on there to see if the air is doing what it's supposed to. Again, you have F1 doing this kind of stuff. Uh, meanwhile, NASCAR is just, uh, you know, putting, uh, you know, seven ton vehicles, two millimeters from each other so they can all smash into each other, uh, you know, Race Hail Race Hail Praise dale. Um and I know it's no shocker but uh Red Bull who everybody spent last off season for this year basically trying to build their car so they can look like last year's Red Bull and Red Bull said uh hold my beer and it basically came out with a completely different car uh which is uh surprise surprise uh just crushing the field already uh and Max Verstappen who I love is still a sociopath Um so, yeah, so that's, uh, that's a trip around the paddock. So our last segment here for the day is uh, also this past weekend, the NBA All-Star Game, which I don't know if you watched it. Uh, I saw some of it. Uh, it has descended into the whole weekend is now just, what's the best way to put it? A joke? It's not good. I remember growing up All-Star weekend came and you you were super excited because you got to see uh the best players in the team in the, in the league in one place on one weekend. You had guys out there uh for the three-point contest. Uh you know, I you know, again, I'm super lucky I got to see, you know, birds out there in the three-point contest just crushing it. I get to see uh you know, MJ and Dominique Wilkins just going after each other in the slam dunk competition when that was relatively new and there were still relatively, you know, imaginative and new types of dunks. And just to see these guys do this stuff was unbelievable. And, you know, then you would have the actual all-star game itself and you just get to see the world's greatest pickup game, right? It's unbelievable. And these guys were still, you know, they were having fun. It was a little more loose but they were still super competitive, right? They still wanted to win this game. They still wanted bragging rights for their conference and just over their friends and just to show what they're doing. And they would still come out here and compete. And they were super tight games, but they were super fun. And, and you just got to see these guys, you know, again, right? The best players in the league competing against each other at the highest level in this all-star game and just really coming out here uh, to, to put on a show, but, you know, beat each other. And this past weekend, we saw uh, a for the, you know for the game-winning East versus uh, 186 for the West uh, in a game that um, it, it was not the world's greatest pickup game. Uh, it looked like a bunch of guys who got a free trip to Indianapolis for the weekend uh, who were just out here having fun. You know, not a care in the world, uh, didn't care about the product, didn't care about the fans, uh, just hanging with their buddies, uh, just acting a fool. And the game wasn't really entertaining. It was a joke, to be honest. Uh, the skills game, hey, you, you know who won uh, the three-point contest? You know who won the slam dunk contest? I have no fucking idea because I didn't watch them because I didn't care. Uh, I saw some highlights. You know, where they've got the, you know this LED court out there that they were playing on i don't know how these people did not have a fucking seizure um but it's it's always been a show i get that right and this is hey, listen it's birthday week i'm an old man i can i can old man get off my lawn uh yell if i want but um i have no real idea i think uh who won it i'm trying to honestly think now i don't know who won any of the competitions I think the dunk dunk contest winner was a repeat, but I don't know who won it last year. So, Steph Curry? I think Steph Curry won the three. I think he did that. Um, I could be 100% wrong. I don't know. But nobody cares about the Skull game. There's a celebrity game. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I was more interested in the, uh, the HBCU uh, matchup uh, at the All-Star game on Saturday. I think it was Saturday. That was more entertaining. I was interested in that. Because that was a real basketball game. Uh, People out here really uh, competing against each other. And the halftime show with the dancing going on? Hell yeah. I'll take that all day. I want to watch more than I want to watch the All-Star game. I'll watch that dancing all day. Um, But like I said, I I know it's a show and it's for entertainment. But if I paid whatever ridiculous amount it is to get a ticket to the All-Star game and I walked out there to watch nobody playing any sort of defense, nobody's really hustling anywhere. It's just run down, set up for a dunk, Basically, the All-Star Game is just an extension of the skills competition, right? It's just everybody who gets their hand in there chucking up a three because it's fun. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. That cough was better than the game. Uh, You know, setting each other up for dunks because it looks good. I, I, you know, debuting new shoes. I I, I don't know. It's like you come off the Super Bowl a week or so ago where it's the pinnacle of the sport, pinnacle competition, Goes overtime. And then a week later, you get uh, the All Star game, which is just a bunch of people fucking off. If I want to see a bunch of people fucking off, I'll go back to work. Okay. Show me something. Make this ticket worth my money. Um, But it wasn't. um, And it's just a shame to see something that I used to get so excited for, you know, become something now that I. If I had not seen something Friday when I was looking for games for the weekend, and I was like, how come there's no games going on? And I was like, oh, this is all-star weekend. If it wasn't for that, I would have known the, the all-star game was going on. I know when it goes on, but I totally forgot because I was heading to birthday week. I had more important things to worry about me. So, um, but yeah, it's just a shame. So I know a lot of these podcasts are just me telling people to be better, including myself. Be better, NBA. Be better. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, On my behalf and Salem's behalf and the dipshits next door, uh, apparently refitting a fucking naval vessel, Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you uh, thought it was informative. I hope you think it was uh, insightful. Uh, Feel free to, uh, you know, like, subscribe, uh, send a comment, what else you'd like me to uh, discuss, threats of violence, whatever you have, send them my way. I'm up for anything at this point. Um, But yes, I I do appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for for their uh, birthday wishes this week. Uh, Those people who didn't send me a a nice birthday wish this week. Um, Vengeance will be uh, swift, and it will be painful. Just putting that out there, but uh, have a good weekend, enjoy yourself, Uh, don't get into too much trouble wherever you're going Uh, be safe, call an Uber don't be stupid Um, but yeah have fun, take care of each other let's be nicer to each other, wow me saying that is the biggest hypocritical statement ever made but let's be nicer to one another and if you're not screw you Dig in. Go Mules.